Welcome to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the kind sponsorship from Beyond Pricing. Founded by revenue management veterans from the airline and hospitality industries, Beyond Pricing is the world's leading revenue management software for vacation rental owners and managers. Listen in for the mid-episode break where you'll hear more about Beyond Pricing and how it can work for your business. Let's get started. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello. Thank you, Mike. And in today's episode, you're just going to be hearing from me. It is a solo episode because I had a few things I wanted to share. In fact, what I'm going to talk about today is not what I had intended. I was going to bring you all my favorite stuff, my favorite podcast, my favorite books, etc. I got started reading one of my favorite books and then decided to do the whole episode around this book. Well, most of it anyway. So stay tuned and you're going to hear a lot about customer service and how we can revolutionize what we're doing. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and as ever, I'm super delighted to be back with you once again. And you've got me on my lonesome today. I'm doing a solo episode. Not that I haven't got a ton of people lined up to be interviewed. In fact, I'll talk about that a bit later on because I've got a new series coming up that I'm really excited about. But basically, I I got to thinking about the best use of my time uh, last week. And I thought, because we're back in lockdown again, the province has shut down just about everything. And that includes short-term rentals once again. Of course, hotels are open, resorts are open. And I think I mentioned this last week. You know, it's frustrating, but hey, it is what it is. So we are back in lockdown And our summer is already booked. We've got just about 100% occupancy for the summer. We've probably got 20 to 30 properties that we have to go and see. But right now, we're not meant to be traveling. Even, well, we're we're trying to figure out whether we can travel and go and see properties. But of course, we can't see them when the owners are there. And they usually want to be there to sit down to have a chat. So things are a little bit sluggish at the moment, and the other thing is, of course, it's it's the beginning of our mud season. In fact, it's been pretty good this year, so we haven't got a, too much mud. But, you know, when we the leaves aren't on the trees yet. So when we get out to visit properties, they're not looking at their best. So we can probably stave off going to visit properties until May. And then we're going to be in an absolute frantic month of trying to get all these new properties up, getting them booked, getting everybody serviced and happy. And and that's going to be an amazing month. So back to what I was intending telling you was that I've got a ton of time on my hands. No one's in properties at the moment. We have nobody going in, nobody coming out, nobody booking for last minute. It's, it's really, really quiet. So trying to get everybody 
in the company, in Cottage Link Rental Management, to be working on projects, to be keeping themselves you know, super busy over this time. So when we get into the busier time, which will be May and June, providing we can offer rentals in May and June, then they have all the backlog of stuff all done. So what am I doing? Well, I'm doing some spring cleaning, doing some gardening, because I can now see my garden. The snow has all gone. But I've been doing a lot of reading, listening to podcasts and writing content as well. I mean, that's my, that's what I love to do. I love to get out there and write content. And we'll talk a bit about that later. So I thought that in this episode, I would tell you about all these things I was doing, my five favorite books, my five favorite podcasts, um, the Facebook groups I'm going to, that sort of thing. And in order to do that, I had to pick up the books and just re-familiarize myself with them. And that was it. I went down the rabbit hole of customer service because I picked up Customer Service Revolution by John DeJulius. Now, I have mentioned this on multiple occasions, I'm quite sure. A number of years ago, I went to a VRMA conference. I think it may have been just about the first VRMA conference I went to. And John DeJulius, the founder of the, the DeJulius Group, which is a group that's devoted to customer service consultancy and creating customer service strategy for large companies. So John DeJulius was there to deliver the keynote presentation on the opening day of the VRMA conference. And I was just riveted. Not only is he an exceptionally good keynote presenter, you know, he told some really, really good stories, which I love in a good presentation. But what he was saying really struck a chord with me. Um, my, my first job, some of you may have been to some of my presentations and I, and I know I've mentioned this in earlier podcasts. My first job was in customer service. It was a company called Dornay Foods in Kings Lynn in Norfolk in England. And I was 17 years old and I was a customer service assistant. Very first job. And Dornay Foods was a division of the Mars Group. You know, Mars, like in, as in Mars bars, uh, not as in the planet, but Mars, the Mars group made a number of things you probably wouldn't think about. One of them was Uncle Ben's rice. They distributed Uncle Ben's rice in the UK. Uh, they manufactured new potatoes in a tin, I seem to recall, and instant mashed potato. And my job, my very first job, was to deal with queries and complaints about Uncle Ben's rice. Now, you've got to remember we're back in 1972 now and we'd never seen sort of instant rice before in the UK. It was something very, very new. People were very used to sticky rice in a pan. You made rice and it's about an inch stuck to the bottom of the pan. So along comes this amazing product that if you used it right, if you read the instructions, then you would get this beautiful fluffy rice in minutes and it was sort of revolutionary at the time. Now, of course, we didn't have email in those days. So I was dealing with telephone calls and also letters. People would write letters about their Uncle Ben's rice and the problems that they were having with the cooking. And it usually stemmed from the fact that they hadn't read the directions on the packet. So, you know, people reading instructions goes back, or people not reading instructions goes back many, many years. We think think it's fairly new phenomenon because people's attention span is shorter, but no, it was happening way back in the early 70s as well 
when I was explaining how to how to make fluffy Uncle Ben's rice to people who hadn't read the instructions. And I learned very early on that it was so much better to be empathetic and to be kind and compassionate rather than be frustrated at the fact that the instructions are there. They're right in front of you. Just read them. They're easy. But no, I learned how to talk people through making Uncle Ben's rice. To this day, I make perfect Uncle Ben's rice because I, I learned, I read the instructions many, many times. So this is one of the reasons that I love John DeJulius and I love all his work and I read his blog posts and I listen to his podcast and had him on the show. And I have no hesitation in taking an entire episode today to talk about John DeJulius and the custom service revolution, because my intention of sharing all sorts of stuff just went out of the window when I picked up the book again and I started to read it and then just explored a little bit more in the, about the whole of what he calls the customer service revolution. And he wrote this a number of years ago, probably 10 years ago, but it really hasn't changed at all. And there's a couple of things that I, I want to share with you from that book, because I, in this period of downtime that we're having, I'm using the learnings from DeJulius and the customer service revolution to help my staff to develop into really great customer service providers. And one of the first things that, uh, that I've been telling my, or asking my staff to do is pick up the phone. You know, we, we're, we're not busy. We do not need to be firing back emails from people who make an inquiry and ask a question when we can pick up the phone and connect with people and engage with them. Because at that time, we can also ask them questions, which gives, gives us such a lot of information. So in DeJulius's words, he says, when we are fully engaged, we connect with, laugh with, and uplift the lives of our customers, even if it's just for a few moments. It's about the human connection. And I find this every time I do this thing, I'll, I'll see an email come in, and I'll think, I'm going to phone this person back. They've left us a telephone number. So clearly they've decided to give us that information that allows us to make that call. I'll give them a call. And nine times out of 10, the outcome of that call is really, really positive. It usually results in a booking of some sort. I've been talking to a lot of new owners who are thinking about renting out a property or thinking about buying a property. And I just love to get on the phone with them and, and talk through the potential for rental at this time in different areas. It's just, that's, that's just one of my favorite things to do. So another, something else that uh, John DeJulia says is the only businesses surviving with long-term sustainability are the ones fanatical about differentiating themselves through the customer experience that they deliver. And that holds just as true today as it did back when he, he wrote this book and when he talked to us at that VRMA conference. Now, it was the DeJulius group that worked with Starbucks to create their service vision. So I don't know if anybody, any of you here frequent Starbucks. I'm sure you do. You probably won't see their service vision up on a wall or anything. It's not the company's mission statement. It is their service vision. And apparently they have it inscribed just on the inside of the green apron at the bib. So when they put that on 
as it goes over their head, I guess they can see this service vision. And what it says is we create inspired moments in each customer's day. Anticipate, connect, personalize, and own. When I read that, I thought this is, this is so true. This is exactly what we can do. We talk a lot about hospitality in terms of what happens when a guest gets to a, a property. We talk about the first impression. They walk in the door and it smells nice and maybe there's some music playing and there's beautiful things to see. And they walk in and they're just so happy that they made the right choice. But we have to get them to that point. And there's so many different touch points along the way that can make a difference to them arriving feeling fantastic about the start of their stay or arriving feeling apprehensive. So you often hear from guests in reviews, if you read reviews, not just of your own properties, but from people who are renting other properties, maybe through Airbnb or VRBO, other platforms. And I do read a lot of these reviews. And I'm, I'm often taken with the amount of times people say, I wasn't sure what to expect, that it was going to be as good as it looked on the photos, or it's even better than it looks in the photos. And they give the impression that they've had no connection with the company since the day they booked it. Because if they did, if they were speaking to people over that period of time, they probably wouldn't make those comments. So that sort of got me down this, this rabbit hole of, of what we can do in our own businesses using this Starbucks service vision, which is creating inspired moments in each customer's day, anticipate, connect, personalize, and own. And yes, I'm quite happily lifting their service visions and thinking, you know, how can it, how can it apply to our business? And, and why not? And why not? So I'm just going to go through briefly how I see these four elements of creating inspired moments. And we're going to talk a little bit after that about what an inspired moment actually is. So anticipate. Now for Starbucks, that is when they talk about anticipate, that comes with an, an understanding of you know somebody who walks into a, a Starbucks outlet is maybe in a business suit and on a phone and the barista is going to anticipate that it's a busy person. They just want to get their, their coffee or their drink and they want to get out, there, uh, out of there as soon as possible. They're not that interested in small talk. So they're anticipating the sort of unintended request of their customer, which is for immediate service. Now that, that might change, you know, Maybe that's first thing in the morning and then we get to 9.30, 10 o'clock and maybe you've got a bunch of mums coming in with their kids and they're going to sit down and enjoy a half hour, 40 minutes with their coffee and their kids. And that's slightly different. So maybe they're going to anticipate that these, these ladies have got a little bit more time and they're going to enjoy a little bit of a back, back and forth chat. So, you know, it's... For us, when I try to translate this to us, and I, I'm thinking about some of the things that I've experienced when I've talked to guests on the phone, you know, sometimes you can hear a child in the background, or you can hear a dog barking. You can tell if somebody's in a car. You can tell if they're in a hurry, which means that perhaps you'd 
offer to call them back at a better time. Sometimes when I hear a child in the background, I'm going to enter into a conversation with them about, you know, having kids at home and are they working from home, etc. And that immediately starts up the rapport that I want to create with a guest. And certainly, I mean, I'm a, I'm a dog person. If I hear a dog barking in the background, I'm immediately thinking, oh, they're going to want a pet-friendly property. So this is about anticipating. You're, you're taking the cues from what you are hearing. Secondly is, is the connection. The second element in the Starbucks service vision is connect. Now, to the, for, for Starbucks, it means recognizing regulars when they walk in the door creating that rapport with them and knowing what they're looking for, knowing what their drink is and initiating that conversation, making that connection with us. And I'll give you an example of of one I had the other day. A lady called and she was she was looking at one of our properties, which is our largest one. It's a collection of five separate, it's an old resort. It's a collection of five separate properties on one uh, in one property. And families, uh, extended families can book this for their vacation and it's going to be entirely private to them. That it, It's just like booking as, as one property. Uh, they just get five, five in one, if you like. So I was talking to this guest and I got into conversation about the stay at home order we currently have going in Ontario. And she was telling me that she'd retired so she could travel, but of course now is not traveling and she got bored. So they gave her back her job again. So she's back working from home again. But then she just injected into the conversation that the summer vacation that she was arranging would be the first time she would have her children and grandchildren all together for about three years. And we had a lovely conversation and she ended up booking the property and I thought about it afterwards and I thought, what's something, what is something I could send to her that would be really useful? And I thought about information on a local photographer who does family portraits on location. And I also know that these people are booking up fast. So I sent a, I sent a link to a couple of local photographers in the area and, and just suggested that she told me she was getting all the family together and wouldn't it be great if... She got a family photograph and these people do it, but she ought to book up now if that's something she'd like to do. So it was that connection that I made with her because I'm a grandma too. So we got into this conversation about missing the kids and missing the grandchildren. And then I thought about what I would like to do. I was in her shoes So I would like to have a family photograph with everybody. If everybody's together, I don't want to just have happy iPhone snaps. I want to have a photo shoot. I don't know if she wants that, but I sent her the information anyway. It costs me nothing. It will cost her nothing if she doesn't want to do it. But I made that connection with her and we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens. And I did say, you know, if you do this, send me a copy of the photo. So I'll be talking to her again. So that's that's a connection, making connections with people. I think it's so many people have been at home for so long. I and mean, certainly here in Canada, we've we've had all these stay-at-home orders. We we can't do the traveling that a lot of you in the US are doing. But in, in many countries, you just can't get out and about. People have been at home for a long time. 
So actually getting on a phone and making that connection is just, I think, a lovely thing to do. So the third element is personalize. And, you know, I don't think I can go through a podcast without mentioning Diane Marsink <laughs> because she is the queen of personalization. She's the queen of really marketing in that time between booking and the stay. And what Tyann does is she sends to the people who've shown interest in going hiking, she sends them a card which has a hiking trail on it. And she she sets those up with an automated service and that just gets mailed out to her clients through her property management system at a specific time. So I'll, I'll put a link to the uh, last episode I did with Tyanne when we in fact talked about these things and you can check that out. But there's a couple of ideas here that I got to thinking about, about, you know, how can we personalize for our guests uh, at scale? So when we've got 20 properties or 50 properties or 100 properties, well, the simple thing to do is to create a number of things that you can send out. So, you know, Tyann's example of a postcard with a, with a hiking trail map on it is one. But we've been thinking about this and we thought what a great thing we could do was to create an ebook called What to Do with Your Kids on a Rainy Day at the Cottage and give them 25 ideas on things to do. And then we send that out to families who have children who are going on vacation. We might not send it out to the young couple who are having a honeymoon, but we do the segmenting so we can attach that ebook so it only goes out to those people with families. Then maybe a vacation planner, maybe something that shows different activities, attractions, places to go, things to see in an area and try and personalize that for the guests. Now, we've been using the Touchday platform. You know what a great pro- proponent I am for the Touchday platform. Uh, we've created some regional guides that we can send out to guests who are going to specific areas. And that goes out long before they get their welcome book, but it allows them to start planning beforehand. So our thoughts were that we could include maybe some day trips and things that they could do if they wanted to get away from the property. So there's there's so many things you can do and create in advance and then use a customer, a, a CRM to attach those ebooks or documents or whatever they are and have them sent out automatically. So really you can do this. You can personalize at scale. I think that's what I'm trying to get at. You can personalize at scale. So the last element was own. And this is about giving employees ownership of the customer experience. And it's something that we've, we've started a year or so back with, with our staff which was giving them a dollar amount they can use each month without having to run it by anyone. So they can make their own decisions as to what they do. We we have this wonderful ice cream outlets across cottage country in Ontario, and it's called Kawartha Dairy. I will only eat ice cream from Kawartha Dairy. It It is the best in the world from my perspective. So it could be that our staff will send out a, a a $25 Kawartha dairy voucher, you know, and it's up to them whether they send it out just because the 
the guest was really, really nice. Yeah, and they, they can send it out for any reason whatsoever. They can use that dollar amount. So it, as I say, it could be the $25 co-author dairy voucher. They could waive a booking fee. They could allow a penalty-free cancellation. But we give them ownership of that experience. They don't have to send us a message and say, oh, is it okay if I do this? I want them to own it. So that when the customer comes back with their wealth of thanks for for what what we've done for them, then it's that particular employee that gets that kudos, if you like. So I think that the Starbucks service vision fits really, really well into our environment. We can do exactly this. We can anticipate what our guests want. We can connect with them. We can personalize their experience and then have our employees actually own it. And you know, there's actually scientific proof that organizations that recognize human touch as the most important part of any great customer experience are those that flourish. I mean, you think of an experience that you've had with a company. How did that company make you feel? How, How did you feel when you got off the phone or you read their email? So let's just follow up on these inspired moments. How do we create an inspired moment in every guest transaction? Because we don't know what's happened in that person's day. You know, whether they've just been told their school's been closed and they need to find childcare or something that happened to me recently out of the blue, my dog got sick just out of the blue one day, took her to the vet and we were hit with an $800 vet fee for tests and antibiotics that we just hadn't expected. So we just do not know. We never know what that person who is confused, frustrated, angry, or just plain mean, we just don't know what they've been hit with before they got onto the phone or got into an email with you. So from the DeJulius group perspective, they would want you to to have compassion empathy and put yourself in the shoes of the customer. I want to give you an example of that. We have a wait list at the moment and there's over 550 people on that wait list for properties this summer. It's feeding frenzy time. You know, we put up a new property and sometimes within 30 minutes, the entire summer has been booked. So for those of you who've ever booked concert tickets, you know what this is like. I mean, I I know what this is like because I I knew that at eight o'clock, the other morning, the vaccination appointments were going to open up for age 60 and above. And I thought, I'm just going to get in there. First thing, eight o'clock, I'll be there front of the list. So I got in at 8.02 a.m. and I was 300, no, not 300 on the list. I was 367,000th on the list. And I have to say that the appointment scheduling system the Ontario government have put in place was just amazing because that was actually a list to get into the website. And and they had a very neat little timeline that showed how I was going through that timeline. And it would only be 32 minutes before I could get onto the website and make my appointment. So I was able to go and do a bunch of other stuff and then come back and 32 minutes later, there I was making an appointment and it was, it was, it was really simple, but it just got me thinking, you know, we've got these 530 people on our wait list and then we post a new property and somebody will go, oh, let me go and have a look at that. Let me go and have a list, look at the listing. I'll ask my mom and dad if, 
if they like it because they're probably the ones that are paying. And then I'll just check it through with my kids and half an hour later they come back and find that the entire summer has just been booked and then they get angry. So we had a guest the other day who sent us, uh, who, who got this email that said, we've just listed this new property. And we, we do say on our broadcast, please do not email or phone call that to make a booking. We cannot do it that way. You need to do it online. So don't waste time. Do it now. So this guest sent us an inquiry about this property. And by the time we got the inquiry, we had to go back and say the week she wanted was already booked. And she was, ap- what's that expression? Apoplep. Yeah. She was really, really unhappy about this. And we were getting emails from her uh, in capitals, urgent, you must phone me now. And we did. And find out she's a brand new customer. She's never booked a vacation rental before in her life. She thought the inquiry she'd sent put the place on hold for her. So using compassion and empathy and putting ourselves in the shoes of that customer, we were fortunately, there was another week available and we were able to book her directly over the phone, even though we said, you know, we're not taking phone bookings. It's just easy to get frustrated with people when they don't do what we want them to do. But when you pick up the phone and listen to where they're coming from, and we realize that, ah, yeah, she she didn't understand. So I just really like this idea of of looking at every individual as an individual and not as, as, as just another guest for a property that we've got open. So something else in the customer service revolution that I really love is is called the guest bill of rights. And what the DeJulius group suggests is that everyone, everyone who represents your brand should live by a never and always list, which is a series of non-negotiable standards, which, which should in fact be common sense. So, you know, I'm calling it the Nanda list. And you just have, you know, it's, it's, it's a dozen or so things that your staff abide by. It's non-negotiable. So it could be number one for me would be never deliver bad news on an email unless it's immediately followed up by a call or unless you are prepared to do that call straight away. And we have a number of properties at the moment that are being sold without any notice to us at all. We just get the call to say, hey, I've sold my property. I had an offer I could not refuse. I cannot honour the bookings that we have in place, even though we have an agreement. They are quite willing and prepared to pay the commission. They're, They're willing to be taken to court because of the amount of money that is involved. And we probably wouldn't be taking them to court anyway. So we are having to deliver bad news on a daily basis to people about the vacation that somebody booked maybe back last September is now no longer because the property has been sold and we cannot guarantee that the buyer is going to honour those bookings. So I am happy, okay, to send them an email. It lets them know what's happened and allows them to just digest a little bit of that information. But always we want to arrange to call and talk about the solutions you know, not just saying really sorry, your holiday's been cancelled because the house you were going to has just been sold. But I know this this is going to come as a shock because you want to be up there and transparent and be empathetic. I know this is going to come as a shock. 
I have to tell you that the property you were vacationing in this summer has been sold and it looks like the new owner will not be renting. I'd love to get on the call, on, on a phone call with you as soon as possible and discuss what we can do to help you and make your vacation a reality in another location. Or, or words to that effect. You've got to put something positive in there. But I never want, never want anybody just getting bad news. Just this is it. We've cancelled. We're going to give you a refund. We've got to, to always follow up with a call. So some, and that goes on to my second, my second non-negotiable, always have a plan B. If you're delivering bad news to somebody, always have a plan B. What can you offer them? What solution can you offer? So always be present when talking to a customer. That means you've got somebody on the phone, never multitask, never do anything else except focus on that customer because I want them to listen as well. Never say, I don't know. You always say, I can find out. Let me find that out for you. Always call, always pick up the phone when the guest leaves a voicemail. Even if they leave an email address, if they've made the effort to pick up the phone, then you pick up the phone and you call them back in the same medium in which they made the first inquiry. That's, that's just something that I learned way, way, way back in my customer service training at Dornay Foods. You always pick up the phone if they do. And then... One, we, we've got an, I've got a number of these. Um, never make excuses. You know, always own the situation. It doesn't matter if somebody's off sick or if somebody's on vacation and missed an email. That's an excuse. It's not a solution. So it's never make excuses. Always offer solutions. So there's a number of other things, but I, I, I love this never and always list. And I think every company should have one, what you, your staff should never do and what they should always do and, and have that posted up somewhere. So people, everybody knows it. And anybody that joins your company sees that as one of the very first things that they do in their orientation. So there is another part of the the Julius solution that I absolutely love, and it's called the Ford method, the F-O-R-D method. And this is you know something I've, I've mentioned on a number of occasions before. I mean, you can call it rich guest profiling, you know, pulling out information from the guests that then you can then use to create your rapport with them. So Ford stands for, the F stands for family. And this is about when you're having this phone conversation with a guest and you start asking them questions and then you sit back and listen to their responses. I did this with the lady who I'd suggested the photography to. It was clear that there was going to be 29 people. This was going to be big family. So I asked her questions, you know, how many grandchildren do you have? How long has it been since you saw them? When did, and this is where we got into this conversation. When was the last time you had all four of your children and all their kids together? And I gleaned a huge amount of information because she was so eager to talk about it. And, and I gave her my full attention, full focus, and then made lots and lots of notes. So when this family goes to this property in the summer, they're going to have a few surprises because I've learned a lot about what they want on their vacation. I want to make sure everything's perfect for them. So the O in Ford is occupation. So questions like, you know, how has working from home 
been for you? If you've And you hear very quickly if somebody's working from home. How have you managed with children doing online learning? And then how much would it help to have a separate area for working on vacation? That's something that we've we've fed into some of our questions because some of our properties do have small offices and some of our owners have created working space. So if we're asking these questions about what they do and if they're working from home, would they find it useful to have this additional space? Then it just helps us over deliver when they, when they arrive and find it. So you also want to ask about their recreation. We know what is it they do for fun? What are their hobbies? What are their passions? Is there anything that they've always wanted to try or do? And then you focus on their answers, ask more questions and sit back and listen. People will, people love to talk. They love to tell you about the things they enjoy doing. Oh, and I, I think I mentioned this in a, in a very recent podcast, the lady who told me that her husband wanted to teach their son to fish and we were able to get a little fishing rod and send them a list of, of um, fish that were in the lake and the best places to go and get them. And these are customers for life now because we simply asked that question or we picked up on that information. And then finally, the D is dreams. What's on their bucket list? If they could have anything in their vacation, the best vacation ever, what would it be? Just listen for those responses because it's very likely you will find out something that you can use to your advantage to make their experience the absolute best. I've been talking a lot and I'm going to take a short break now and just go on over to our sponsor at Beyond Pricing. And each week, the CEO of Beyond is coming along, that's Julie Brinkman, is coming along and answering questions. And today's question is about how property managers can use Beyond to increase their revenue. can property managers like myself, like a ton of listeners to this podcast, how can they use Beyond to proactively to increase their revenue? It's a great question. I mean, the first step is really just connecting to us. So any listener who's managing any type of property can connect directly to Beyond and get free access to our data and insights platform. That's going to show you how your listing is performing against your market demand, against your last year, a a really great way to just visualize performance. Then when you decide to let Beyond sort of take take the reins with pricing, you just simply enable a listing and our algorithm helps to determine a base price. And when you're ready, those prices will either push directly to the channels that you use, directly to your website or directly to your PMS. Okay. You call, you talk about base price. Um, how, yeah. how, who determines the base price? It's a combination of a few factors. One is your listing performance. If you, should you have enough performance data over the course of, you know, a couple of years, we're able to you know, understand and analyze that and recommend base prices. We also, for larger portfolios, will make sure that our revenue management team uh, is making recommendations on those base prices as the algorithm, you know, starts to starts to pinpoint where they think they are. And you, of course, as the user, are always free to make changes as well.
Thank you, Julie, for the answer to that question. And head on over to Beyond Pricing and check out a demo with them. So thank you, Julie. That was that was great. Each week, Julie is answering a different question from the Beyond users. And you can also go to Vacation Rental Formula and go to the Virtual Vendor Showcase. And you will see, you, you can check out a YouTube interview I did with, with Julie and one of their best clients where we asked quite a few more questions. So I hope I've convinced you to go out and buy the customer service revolution and to apply some of these principles. It, th these are actions you can take right now. Actions you can take today. You know, the next time that you get an email from a guest asking some questions that, that's perhaps going to take a while to respond to, just pick up the phone and call them because it's amazing what connection you can make with a guest. And it could be the difference between, uh, between a guest having a one-off visit with you and the guest becoming a repeat and also becoming a marketing ambassador for you. So yeah, go ahead, do that. So while I was picking up books, I, I just want to mention another one by Anne Handley. And it's called Everybody Writes, Your Go-To Guide to Writing Ridiculously Good Content. Because that's something I'm doing right now is to boost my content production. And I was sort of thinking about the content we're offering. And in fact, something I, I heard on a podcast, I think it was probably the, the Julius Group podcast. And they were talking about something called doom scrolling and doom surfing. And I Googled this and came up with an article from The Guardian that was, was written back in 2018. And it says, news doesn't have to be bad. The planet is complex. Away from the horror and conflict, the shouting and the skullduggery, away from the tragedy, disaster and zero-sum misanthropy, there is a wide world of answers and improvements of win-win and mutual support of selflessness and curiosity of movements and innovations. And when you write about it, people tend to respond positively. They do so because while audiences have always been riveted by bad news which serves as both an early warning system and a reassurance about the comfort of their own lives, they are tired of the avalanche of awfulness. They are switching off. That was actually in 2018. Um, and then the whole concept of doom scrolling and doom surfing came out last year in 2020. When, and I'm sure you've all done it, you know, when, when coronavirus happened, you started to Google COVID or coronavirus every day and numbers. I still do it to a certain degree. I want to check on the numbers in Ontario every day. But I, I was buoyed a little bit by this article in The Guardian because it said they, they, they actually did a fair amount of research and found that people really did respond to good news content. So that got me thinking about all the fun things I could write about to get people away from doom scrolling and doom surfing and into really thinking about vacation fun. But of course, writing doesn't come easily to everybody, uh, which is why this book is so special to me. I mean, I've been writing for years, but I still found so, many, so much good stuff in this book. <laughs> I mean, for example, you will find 23, 23 writing rules to help you write better. And these are really simple rules that anyone can follow. 
the 12 steps of a writing process. So if anybody's wanting to think about thinking about some content or a blog post or even a social media post, that this will give you the, the process to go through and it makes it very, very easy. Six ways to write a good lead. If you've ever been stuck on how to start a piece of content, then this is super helpful. And then there's also three ways to write a good closing. I'm always, I'm good at starting. I'm just really rubbish at finishing things off. For those of you who follow the podcast, my husband who does the editing, and he always says, here you go again, when I try and sign off and and really make a mess of it. Anyway, I'm not that good at closing. And then there's also 14 rules for content marketing on social media. And that's just five of the sort of lists that there are in this book. You will learn so much. So I strongly recommend Everybody Writes your go-to guide to writing ridiculously good content and make it good news. Make it stuff that people really want to read. Because as they say in that Guardian article, they are tired of the avalanche of awfulness and are now switching off. And I think that's very true. So before I sign off, I just want to talk a little bit about our virtual vendor showcase. Uh, We're going to be really launching this in the next week or so. What we're trying to do is to bring awareness to the service providers that aren't able to get out there to the conferences and not just by way of pointing you at their websites. It's not just a classified ad section. We've gone a little bit further here and we're interviewing the principals of the companies and some of their customers. So we get to hear from the people who've actually used the products and services. So, for example, if you want to learn more about Zivu, which is one of the really up-and-coming property management software platforms, then you'll hear Naeem Anis Payman talking to talking about his platform with one of his clients. If you're interested in owner acquisition and learning more about how to do this really, really well, I strongly recommend going to Virtual Vendor Showcase and looking at the interview I did with Brooke Fouts of Vintori. Then you will find Beyond Pricing, Guest View Guide, Jodie Bourne, my great friend Jodie Bourne, who is actually doing some amazing work for me at the moment, building me a new website for another project. I'm I'm so comfortable with re- with recommending these people because I have used them and and know exactly the value that they represent. And then there's um, Vacation Rental Supplies, VR Supplies, uh, which is a company based in BC in uh, in Canada. But if if you go and look at that video, uh, Lynn Arbuthnot from VR Supplies has brought along one of her best clients who's in California. So the cross-border situation with moving supplies from Canada to the US is absolutely not a problem. So I really encourage you to go and look at VR supplies if you're interested in bedding and all the other ancillary things that you require for your vacation rental. And then there's more. So Touch Day, of course, keep mentioning Touch Day and Noise Aware. And we have we have more providers coming into the virtual vendor showcase every day. So please go on over there, check out the show notes, everything I've mentioned today, the books, VVS, and all these companies are going to be in the show notes. And then finally, before I leave, my favorite Facebook group, 
because I meant to mention that at the beginning. My favourite Facebook group is, of course, the Business of Short-Term Rentals and Property Management, which is my group. And I really want you to come along and join in there because I get to chat with you as well. I get to hear from you and talk with you. And there's some amazing people in that group. So looking forward to seeing you there. So that's it for me. Now I'm going to have the problem with closing this. Go buy that book. Go buy Customer Service Revolution and send me a photograph of you with that book and what you've learned from it. Because I can almost guarantee that you will take something away from that book that you can implement almost immediately. So, hey, guys, I'll see you next week. That was, that was not a bad close, I thought. Thanks again for listening to this episode brought to you by Beyond Pricing. For more information and to connect with the Beyond Pricing team, visit vacationrentalformula.com forward slash beyond hyphen pricing. Or simply click the link in the description section of this episode on your smart device. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.